And as we were saying, it uh, really kind of goes without saying there's just so many concerns when it comes to health uh, regarding the uh, coronavirus. But there's also some uh, financial concerns that are starting to uh, make the news. As a matter of fact, they're saying that the coronavirus apparently uh, pushing mortgage rates down. Just exactly how and why is that happening? Let's welcome in our personal finance expert, Rabina Amon-Hawk, who joins us now here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Rabina, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, explain this for us. How is the coronavirus, how is it affecting mortgage rates? So um, fixed mortgage rates uh, that Canadians go when they go to a bank and ask for the rate are based on bond rates. So the cost to the bank to borrow that money is what they then uh, base their rate on what they're going to offer you. The coronavirus is creating global fear and Canada is still considered one of the safest places to invest money. So a lot of investors are parking their money in Canadian bonds uh, while the fears of the coronavirus um, you know, continue to rise and to see where this goes, to see what impact it has. And when uh, a person is lending money, so in this case, Canada is lending money, when there's more people willing to take your debt, they can offer less and less uh, interest on that money uh, to, to loan it out. So for those reasons, bond rates are falling. And when the banks are able to borrow money for less, then they are going to be able to lend that money to um, to mortgage holders for less as well. They're saying it's not going to be an immediate effect, but we could see by February, end of February, March, the banks offering lower and lower mortgage rates in, in the banks. All right, that's uh, really, really interesting. And is this uh, atypical, do you know, uh, Rabina, when it comes to a, a worldwide uh, crisis or a worldwide uh, piece of uh, news? Uh, I mean, do mortgage rates and, and other rates, interest rates, uh, are they generally affected? Well, it depends on where you are. I mean, Canada is, by and large, considered one of the safest countries uh, to park your money in. And this is also why we've seen real estate prices rise as well, where investors, when they don't know where to put their money, will say, okay, well, buy real estate in Canada, because that's considered a place where your money is going to hold its value. You would choose Canada over maybe a country where the political climate isn't very good, the economy is faltering, which is not the case for Canada. So, yeah, when other things have happened, for example, when there was the global crisis uh, around the world in 2008, 2009, uh, again, we saw a lot of uh, investors put their money into bonds to just kind of buy and hold to see where things go. And then that can eventually uh, affect the way that mortgage rates are. And so uh, this is something that, you know, is, a, is, a, is, a, is one positive, I guess, coming out of, uh, out of uh, global fears, but it is being sparked by something that is much more serious. And the other concern, which has nothing to do with bond rates, is that if uh, we continue to see more and more cases in Canada of people contracting the virus. Even if there is no real fear, people may not choose to come here for a summer vacation or come here to uh, to spend their tourist dollars. So as it was with SARS, we might see our economy suffer uh, for other reasons because people might not want to come to a city where they think the virus is, is, is happening. And we'll no doubt uh, keep our eye on that. Here with our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed-Hawk. Also making a news in the financial sector this afternoon, changes to the federal income tax that will lift the non-taxable income for all Canadians. Uh, where is it going? Uh, where is the uh, maximum uh, right now that you can earn and where are we headed? 
<laughs> so this uh, middle-class tax cut is what the Liberals called it, is, will come in, and it's supposed to, by 2023, per family, save uh, just over $300, $350-odd a family. This is what they're saying middle-class families can expect to be saving. Now a new report has come out from the Parliamentary Budget Officer saying that, yes, those in the lowest income tax bracket are going to save by not having to pay income tax on the first $15,000 that they earn by the time 2023 rolls around. And that's, I'm sorry, from 12000 or so, 12300 that's exactly right. So right now, up until that money, you, you're not subject to income tax, but they're raising that to 15000 by 2023, basically helping those Canadians who are earning the least amount of money in Canada. Um, it does start to claw back when you are a higher earner, but what they're now saying is that those people in the middle uh, that are making one hundred and fifty to just over 200000 they're actually going to benefit the most from this because they are going to be receiving more than uh, the average person who's making uh, the lowest income is going to be making. So, um, again, you know, this is something that we're going to probably hear more about in the budget, which is coming down in March, as to exactly how this tax cut is going to work. But first numbers are showing that even though it's going to be helping Canadians, it might not be helping the the Canadians they intended to. Okay, and is it helping the government overall? Because we're also hearing, according to the Parliamentary Budget Office, Rabina, that this move is going to cost the government billions of dollars in revenue. Yeah, it is. So all of a sudden, if you're giving people a tax uh, a tax break, uh, that means money out of federal tax, uh, federal government coffers, and so that's less money for public services, less money for any emergency services that they might need to fund, and so that. You know, obviously means that it could affect other uh, other other things in Canada that we did not that we did not expect. So in one case, yes, it's helping keep money in Canadians' pockets, but at what uh, at, at what cost? What services could be taken away because they have X amount of billions of dollars less coming in as revenue? Yeah, do they really need to kind of think twice or uh, look at this uh, again? It's an election promise, but uh, again, if it's not going, uh, you know, the law of intended consequences, if it's not uh, benefiting those it was intended to, and a, a government that's already, uh, you know, deep in uh, debt, if they're not getting, uh, they're foregoing a revenue, it seems as if it's kind of a, a one-two punch of bad news. Well, um, you know, the government continues to say they want to balance the books, that they want to deal with the deficit, they want to, you know, get uh, get things back to a, a positive, and that is not going to happen if they're not collecting more and more tax revenue. So you're right. It, you know, in one case, people don't like to pay taxes. People get upset during elections if they don't hear that governments that are coming in are going to give them the tax break that they feel they deserve. But then at the other side, they complain that, you know, why is it, why is the government getting us into all this debt? So there can't be a two-way street. I mean, the only way they can really um, continue to deal with these deficits is by, of course, cutting spending and then continuing to uh, collect the kind of taxes that they have been, rather than giving um, individual tax, uh, uh, individual Canadians a break uh, at, at any level. Yeah, and let's not kid ourselves as well. If uh, Are they really, the government, going to forgo $2.6 billion in uh, revenue, in uh, taxes? Uh, one would have to think, because the government, in a way, is a business like uh, any other. It needs uh, to feed itself. It needs money uh, coming in. They're going to find that some other way. They're going to get creative, you, you got to think. 
Well, they have said that they're going to they're going to tax those making the highest amount of money in Canada the most, and that's where they're going to make up that shortfall. But you're right, there's still money that they're not going to be collecting that they were collecting before. Um, where else are they going to go to get that? Because they still have to, like a business, pay their bills and make things run and, and pay their overhead. They can't just all of a sudden say that we're not going to give money for uh, X service for so many years because we have to make it for the shortfall. So, you know, even though they are promising this tax break, um, just like a business runs, they've got to find the money somewhere else to continue to run the country in the way Canadians are used to. All right. Rabina, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for jumping on the show. Thank you.